TrustPolitik begins in 3, 2, 1. I'm a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start, but sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start. Right when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, folks. This is the Chocolate Knox. That's Gabe Wrench. That's Pastor Toby Sumter. <laughs> Trump was wrong. NFL is wrong. Don't take Whoa. a knee. Put your hand over the heart for the flag. You stole Love my Jesus. thunder. Game you stole my over. thunder. Ooh. Hello, y'all. Welcome uh, to Cross Politic. Uh, Thank uh, you for joining us. <laughs> uh, so glad love, we finished that. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Go fight, laugh, and Be- feast. Game over. This is Cross Politic. Jesus, 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 all over. Oh, man. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us uh, this week. I'm going to bring this back in here for our listeners. We're done. We don't uh, need to talk about it. anything else. That was it. The end. Everybody's wrong. <laughs> everybody. Is it? Everybody. Is it? Jesus is right. As, as Knox would say, everybody up in here. Everybody wrong. Repent, love Jesus. Go Love your wives, oh. raise kids, baptize them. And, uh, <laughs> baptize them. So, and anything else we're talking about? We got Amen. a good show today. We got Josh Craddock coming yes. on. Yes. And um, release the Craddock. <laughs> release the Craddock. <laughs> I, I remember when we brought him up? Uh, what four or five months ago? No one I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't pronounce his last name. I was like Craddock, Craddock, Craddock. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That's don't pretty t- much every don't show. Don't tell him. Don't yeah, say that. Every, I know. Josh, if you're listening, I apologize from five months ago. He's not Whatever. listening. No. He doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> listening. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Anything uh, happened? Nothing happened this week. I was I was in Indianapolis yeah. and Tennessee. I we I um World Traveler. I went to, I went to Pastor Tim Bailey's church. Oh <gasps> I got to Oh man. I got to hang out Did with you touch his Jody. Hand? Jody, Jody Kellingsworth, and Philip, their yeah. their music leader yep. and youth pastor, yep. and wow. and Tim. I love like Tim. He just, did he kiss you? He says, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim, wow. Tim yeah, did. says what's on his mind. Yes, yes he does. He does. Like after Ben's second, so uh, uh, Doctor Ben Merkel, President of New St. Andrews, um, when he preached at the church while okay. we were there, the Merk, and and after the second service, Tim Bailey pulls us in his office and just proceeds to tell us for like the next hour, like what we need to work on in Moscow. <laughs> Oh. It was great. Yeah. It was great. I really appreciated Tim, yeah. oh, yeah. and and he's he don't, just, he, don't, he don't hold back. No, he don't hold back. He, he's being honest and he's he, being sincere. It wasn't yeah. there, you know he he came at us like a friend and not yeah. like an enemy. You know, yeah. it was, it was is awesome. he coming to help? Because I mean, we could use some help. I mean, come so on, Tim. so I'm I'm work, we're working on we're come working on, on doing some stuff. We love those guys and we want to do more with them. Yeah. Love so. them. Yeah. Love them. Go get um, his new book, Jody. Yeah, he's got the new book, The Grace of Shame. Go get it. Yes. Get it. Go get it. Oh, uh, I forgot. He gave us copies to give you guys, and I didn't bring it you. You better today. bring it. I, I didn't bring, I need to bring it repent. to you. Yes, I need to bring need it to, repent. to you. Thank Jody you. Killingsworth is also the lead singer of My Soul Among Lions. That's right. Yep. Um, they, they lead in the worship service there, yep. but he um, they've got albums of psalms. You need to get that album. It, it's good. It's good stuff. It's it, on iTunes. I, I, yeah, get it on iTunes, yeah. download it. But just what a wonderful way to just be meditating on the word. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's in a, an enjoyable way. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's high quality folk. Yeah, yeah absolutely. what you got right. going on there, and right. it's and it's really good. 
So, so I know we got a lot to get to. I just want to do a few house cleaning things real quick, though. Um, you're, you're throwing me all kinds of curveballs. I, I, I know. I know. This is a, you know we I'm like, free- you took my intro. Now you're taking my house cleaning items. I know. It's, sorry. You know what? It's this. What is this stuff? It's good. It's, isn't it's it? this liquor. Um, actually, it's the events of the day. Uh, it's so easy to get off track on this, but I, I just want to thank everybody for listening to Cross Politics. Yeah. I just went to iTunes and I looked at some of the comments that are there. And wow, you guys, oh, yeah, thank right. you so much for your support. You don't know what it means to us. When you go leave a comment on iTunes, it lets everybody else know that this is a good show to listen to. And it lets us know things we need to work on. Yeah. Um, and, and it just lets us know, too, that there's more than six people listening, which is kind of surprising. It, it, so it was trippy. <laughs> I went to Indiana on Saturday and Sunday and then Tennessee Monday through Thursday. And I met a number of people who listened to us in these other states. And They're, I'm like, I don't believe it. Really? It's so, it's so weird. <laughs> That's so, crazy. So thank you for yeah. doing that. Please go to iTunes. If you haven't, leave a comment there. Yeah. We appreciate that. And uh, and share. And and that's my next thing. If, okay. You know, share a show on Facebook. Like the page on Facebook, and then just hit the share. I know it seems like it's an impossible task for your thumb <laughs> to reach over two inches and hit that little share button, yep. but do it. It's it's good. It's good for us. It's good for you to be engaging other people with good gospel issues. Yeah. Um. And and it promotes the show. Which if there's a, any way you want to help out, that's one of the biggest ways is hitting the share button. And so we yeah. appreciate that. And well, but, another way to do that too is like Matt Chandler was talking about race on his Facebook page. Yeah. This week I went and dropped our Vody Bacham. Yeah, and Pastor Wilson that. show on that. Yeah, on it was that. really good. Yeah. So so if there are other people's posts. Yeah. Where yeah. this this there's would be a topic or an issue yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you yeah. so much for doing that and continue to do it. The last thing is. Don't forget, you can talk to us using the memo in your phone. Record. I mean, if it's on your mind, you're listening to a podcast, hit the pause button. Go over to memo on your phone. Just search memo. It's a recording device on your phone. And you can record your feedback for us when you're frustrated. You feel like being snarky towards us because you think we're being snarky. You're missing the topic. Go ahead. Hit the memo button. Record and send to memo at crosspolitic.com there we go yeah. and we would play it on the air love yeah. to interact we, we with do you listen that way. to them even if we don't play them on the air we listen to all of them we talk about yeah. a lot of them absolutely um and we, so we are talking about you behind your back that's right uh but but we love you <laughs> and and occasionally we do play them on on yeah. the air and yeah. we talk about them as well so, also you can buy stuff we love that you know that was my last last thing oh you're gonna do that I, i'm gonna I, steal it uh, hey i'm stealing get, stuff get go on ahead. there get I'll on there crosspolitic.com Check out the merchandise. Yes, um, there's some really amazing coffee. Coffee, it's really good. It's, and, oh, hey, we're selling uh, we're selling a number of bags every month still. And it um, cracks me up. It's great. Yeah, buy some coffee. Um, get a t-shirt. Get a hoodie. Get a hat. So much evangelism just from a shirt, guys. My cross politics shirt gets me in good trouble. Does yeah. it? It yeah. really does. I don't even because people are trying to figure out what's happening with the cross yeah. and the yeah. flag. Yeah, like, like, what, what's what is going that? on there? Especially yeah. with the flag stuff right now yeah. going on. Everybody's oh, like, yeah. what, 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 what's that? What's, what's that? What's he doing? What, what you mean by that? Because yeah. you got a beard and you look like a Muslim. What's with the flag and cross? <laughs> you know, so, it, it gets me into a lot of great <laughs> conversations. Yeah, awesome. You know, and, yeah. and so a lot of gospel opportunities just yeah. because of that alone. So that's so good. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled program. All right, hey man, we got some cross politic news for you guys. I was trying to burn the time. I know you're trying to. Um, hey, why don't you play? Let's get into the NFL discussion here. What's been going on? Okay, oh. um, there's a lot. There's so much. There's so many um, ways we could take this conversation. Actually, um, I'm still processing a lot of it. I think we all are in, in some sense. Sure. Yeah, play, 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 play so why don't you play the clip? Wouldn't you first? love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, "Get that son of a bitch off the field right now! <laughs> Out! He's fired." He's fired. He's fired. 
fired. A little grit there. He should, he is, should, is he the first president who's ever just like cussed like no problem like that? Like he, in, he should he should be on a TV show where he gets to fire uh, people or something. <laughs> you know he has the, he he did the TD Jakes move. Do you know what that is? No. The TD Jakes move is when you say something like you know is going to be impactful. You sit there and look at the audience like yeah yeah, yeah uh huh uh-huh. y'all like, better say man to that yeah I know it. And he walked around the podium like he he did he pulled off the full TD Jakes move like uh huh. <laughs> And, and that's how you get the crowd excited. Like, yeah, you did. You did say that. Trump. You did. You know, and they pretty much put an offering basket in the front of that podium. That's because he's preaching. Hey, hey, well, here's a dynamic. That's because he's preaching. Yeah, that's right. Well, here's a dynamic. Yeah, We're going right. to go there. We're going to go there real quick. Um, I was in Nashville this week, as I already mentioned, and I went to this barbecue restaurant. It was like Michigan barbecue restaurant. And every, they got 30 or 40 um, uh, restaurants throughout the kind of Midwest and South. And every t- day at noon, the national anthem comes on. Everyone stands up in the restaurant and sings the national anthem at the restaurant. Oh, wow. Like the staff stops everything. Wow. And and you forget. We, we live in the Northwest. So I grew up in Texas where stuff like this happens. Really? And I, yeah, did, Texas? I, did, I, did, I, did I mention Texas? <laughs> right? <laughs> Never how, did, how does that come no up idea. every show that I grew so up in Texas? I don't know. Reason. But, so, but so my that, point is. That, that's normal. That's normal. Really? And Yeah. Every, every day at noon, they do that. And like, like oh, we that, were there at noon, and the staff stopped. I mean, we were, I was ordering my food, and it came on, the, and the and the the, the so guy you, behind so the counter, he stopped, and he's like, "Hold on." And so, so you telling me that uh, Nebuchadnezzar has a, a, a anthem that plays, and everybody bows to it at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I joke. I joke. I joke. Not really, but I do. But I do. <laughs> I do. Gabe, I how is how far back does this kind of thing go? So the big vision for this restaurant, I mean, they no, 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 this kind of thing culturally, not the oh. restaurant. Oh. I'm talking about like <laughs> I was still stuck on barbecue. barbecue. I was still doing barbecue. The barbecue is really barbecue good. Barbecue was so good. They've been cooking barbecue since oh, 1776. That, that, that brisket. Oh, so goodness. so traditionally, it's Santa Maria style. <laughs> Ketchup, not the vinegar base. Oh my goodness. Oh. I can't. I can't breathe. Okay, get me back where you're going with that question because I'm oh. I'm still thinking about. The- <laughs> Barbecue. This is when you fast forward the podcast. Uh, right yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have to edit this. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the I'm talking about the, the play, playing the national anthem at, at noon. Um, how far back does that go? I, I mean, I'm just wondering. Like, is that a kind of a recent thing? Because, you know, I mean, first of all, I mean, the Pledge of Allegiance is pretty recent. Yeah, it's new. Yeah, um, that, it's not that old. I think it comes into vogue after the Civil War. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I think it might have even been part of Reconstruction was to to do that. I don't know. Um, but but you know the some of these yeah after Reconstruction some of these tokens of of patriotism are after the fact. Mm-hmm. You know, they're being they're being um, brought in 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 more recent decades and and um, which is not quite you know you wonder like. How would a, how would George Washington feel about this? Well, yeah, I mean that's you know it's like because so here's the thing, patriotism, love of country, love mm-hmm. is is just an extension of love of your neighbor, absolutely right. Yeah. So wherever God places you, you're supposed to love your neighbors. Those are the people closest to you, and so you you love them, and that includes then you love you love your land, you love mm-hmm. the people that that live on your land, you love the people that you're you're nearby. So patriotism is a is a Christian virtue. Yep. Let's be clear about that. Right, be thankful for the land that God put you in, but it's like your house manners is what you're saying. Okay. Some sort of house manners, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's yeah, going to be yeah. ways of demonstrating yeah. that you love your neighbors, 
and patriotism is one of them. Yeah. So I'm I'm all good with that. Um, honor the king. Yeah. That's what that's what scripture says. Honor the king. So honor your country, and honor um, the symbols of your country. Sure. Okay. But you don't worship them. Right. You don't worship the king. Because we only got one king that we worship. Jesus. King Jesus. Right? Jesus. Amen. Right? So honor the king, don't worship the king. We honor the country, we don't worship the country. Mm-hmm. Honor the flag, we don't worship the flag. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but that's why I said I think, I, I'm curious though how, like, it's, it's like, it seems like there would be, there's there's strategic places, significant places, you know, I don't know, the uh, you know, 4th of July. Okay, yeah, we're going to have, you know, flags mm-hmm. and, and we're mm-hmm. going to, you know, have the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. And, you know, but like, you know, at some point when you, as you like start like putting it everywhere, it's like, no, now everybody, before you order lunch, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody salute the flag. You know, we do it like before the ball games now, yeah. you know, and everything. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, did they always do it before the ball games? No. When, when did that start? No, that was something that started in 2004, I believe. What? Yeah. No. I, I, th- no. I, think, I think that was just when the football teams would come out. That's, they yeah, wouldn't yeah, come yeah. out. To, they yeah, the they wouldn't come out before. Play, yeah, the right. They would stay play. in the locker room. Football teams did, weren't required to come out yep. and participate, participate in the, in the, in the 2004. Anthem, until 2004. But I'm just talking about even just playing no, the, national that, the national anthem before, anthem always played, before the game, always though. Played, yeah. But but like even then, like but when did that start? And then like you know, but even since 2011, I mean, um, to, uh, not 2000, um, uh, 9/11. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was huge. Yeah, 9/11. Yeah. After 9/11, for instance, in Major League Baseball, they started singing. God bless America, in the like seventh inning stretch, mm, okay. something, something like that. Um, but they, they, ne- they never did that before. Okay. So, so but hey, God bless America started after nine eleven. Yeah, in 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 the middle of the ball game. So you do the national anthem at the beginning, and then mm-hmm. at, the, at the seventh inning stretch, you got this. Take me out to the ball game, and God bless America. God bless America. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we got this additional, and and I guess at some point, you know, okay, yes, we should be patriotic. Yeah, but at some point, it's pushing beyond that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and and I also um I remember before all this happened, I always was trying to think of a way I always had a hard time singing the national anthem the way um we do it now. Um and I always connected it because we kill fifty million babies a year. So I, I thought of one of the ways I this is like six years ago, seven years ago, I remember doing the national anthem and I I, I was I thought of like, well, it'd be good. Like in some not not some sort of fr- protest, but some way to honor your country, and but also acknowledging all her sins mm. um, in this. And so I, I always thought like we should get on our knees, um, and kind of like repentance, and and sing the song that way. Um, uh, both knees, you know, both down, um, and all that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so so was Trump? You was was Trump fine doing what he did? Was that? Right, so so that's the complication in all this is that, that's why I said I was he was preaching and I, you know oh, I, he was I um you know the I I I think that given where things are at it's undeniable that we have a we have a civic religion in full swing so <laughs> the, the the American civic religion is not Christianity no mm-hmm. right so it's Christian to be patriotic but there's another religion that's developed in our land that's tied you know it's the american civil uh civic religion i i I think it's just basically a form of deism syncretism is happening yeah yeah i mean you know um you had uh who was who was the guy eisenhower you know eisenhower this is you know was in the 50s or something like that he says something like you know um i don't much care what god you believe in 
so long as you believe in a god. Huh. This is Eisenhower. Right? Um, which god is, you know, one nation under God in yeah. the in the pledge? Which god is that? Whichever one you choose. Yeah, it's it's not the God and Father of Jesus Christ. Right. It isn't. Um, you know, uh, you know, one nation under God, uh, it's, it's, it's just some vague notion of deity, mm. it, you know, May, maybe at best a creator God, maybe. And Trump's pushing that idea. But I think, but I think what, um, what you, yeah. So what you have is I think, so you've got this hard leftist nonsense. That's this multiculturalism that's, you know, pantheistic. Yep. It's, um, you know, abortion on demand. It's sodomy on demand. It's all this stuff that's really anti-american mm-hmm. in, yep. in many right. ways and and so what what's happening though is you've got this american backlash happening yeah um and i think trump represents that american backlash and i'm fairly sympathetic with a lot of that yeah backlash yeah um but i but i think that christians need to have their eyes open and recognize that part of that bunch of that backlash is not christian right it's, it's like you know there, there's there's yeah. good mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. there's good in it but if it's not built on Jesus, it's not it's not going to last. Um, and so you know you got all the um, this is the you know um, you know hard right um, whatever like you know and it's you know guns God and girls or whatever mm. right. you know but it's like okay yeah I mean do I think it's Christian to be defend to de- defend your family yes I do I want the Second Amendment you know um, right. do I think that it's Christian to work hard yes I do do you know as you know. All this kind of thing, but I think you have this sort of um, uh, rugged American individualism, though, that is the ideal virtue of the um, of this American civic religion, and that's what we got. We got we have a a, a worship war. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. shall we oh, stand yeah. or yeah. shall we kneel? I was yeah. telling, I was, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was talking to the kids uh, on Monday, the college students. I was talking to about this and said, you know, in at the council of Nicaea, you know, they had a showdown about standing and kneeling. You know, <laughs> one of the canons of Nicaea actually says that it's it's improper to kneel on the Lord's day because mm. it's the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Mm. Stand up. So they say you had to stand up. Yeah. On yeah. on the Lord's day. Yeah. Um. You know. And uh, so I said no. So you know, we're we're back in the early church again. No. You know, we're <laughs> we're we're, except, we're arguing about whether you should on the Lord's on day, the Lord's day. All of them would agree we shouldn't be doing football. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> Hey, don't overlook that. When we come back, we got to talk about the more in the third segment. This yep. is not done. Well, we got Josh coming Josh up. Josh Craddock is coming up next on Cross Politics. This ain't over. All right. We got to deal with this. On the Lord's Day, you going to play football on the Lord's Day? You got six more days to play football. Come on, Josh. <laughs> This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. People often ask for a methodology for defending their faith. So I've come up with what I like to call the two-move checkmate. Step one. No matter what objection they give that contradicts the Bible, tell them this. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe Noah's Ark was real. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe that Jonah was in a big fish for three days. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe that Jesus ever walked the earth. That's not what the Bible says. No matter their objection, that's not what the Bible says. What are they going to say? I don't believe your Bible. That dusty old book written by Bronze Age goat herders? Of course, to that an appropriate response would be, so what? Instead, I give them step two. 
you don't believe my Bible? So you don't believe that it's true. Well, obviously you believe in truth. So let me ask you this. Where do you get truth without God? Then you dismantle the absurdity of their response. Step one, that's not what the Bible says. Step two, where do you get truth without God? For more apologetic answers, visit www.proofthatgodexists.org. Welcome back to Cross Politic. With us today, we've got Josh Craddock on, How about the, that? on the line. He's a third-year student at Harvard Law School. His writing has appeared in National Review Online, Public Discourse, The Stream, and Providence Magazine. Between 2011 and 2014, he managed advocacy teams for several nonprofit organizations at the United Nations, promoting life and the family during the negotiations for the Sustainable Development Goals. I don't know how that happens at the United Nations. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts with his wife and his two children. Josh, it's great to have you on the show today. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, so um, I, as I, I was sort of laughing as I read your, <laughs> your intro because it says here that you manage several nonprofit organizations at the United Nations promoting life. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, what? They do that? I, 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 I didn't think they did that in the United Nations. So, so how, how did that happen? Yeah, well, there are several organizations essentially trying to push back on a lot of the things that the United Nations is trying to impose on various countries around the world, which includes abortion. And so our role there was really to push back on that, reminding them that the Universal Declaration of Human Rights in Article 3 says that everyone has a right to life. And reminding them that that includes all human beings, both born and uh, unborn. So that was what I was doing at the UN for a couple of years. Fun experience. What was the what was the uh, feedback there? The pushback feedback. Well, you know, there was a lot of pushback, but we were able to do some great alliance building with uh, several countries, especially in Latin America, a few Eastern European countries, mm. and especially even some African countries, actually, that, uh, you know, we're sick and tired of having the UN push this agenda on them and really wanted mm-hmm. to assert their own protections for life. So we were able to see some uh, some effective things happen. Now, we found you on the, like, tell us the name of it. It's the Harvard Journal for Law? Yeah, the Harvard Journal of Law and Public Policy. And you wrote an article there um, arguing for... Uh, human rights for the unborn based on the 14th amendment um how again how did that happen how did it get published on there <laughs> well uh there's a few different journals at, at harvard uh thankfully the journal of on public policy is more open to uh conservative libertarian and moderate thought and uh you know there's a minority of more of, uh, you know, a minority of those thinkers mm. here on campus. And so, uh, you know, in some ways, it's an uphill battle, but thankfully, uh, Harvard Journal on Public Policy is kind of a space for, for those thoughts to get aired. So I was honored that they uh, selected my article for publication. So really quickly, give us a, just a, a sketch for our listeners yeah. who, who aren't, uh, aren't familiar with you, haven't heard of the article, sketch um, the thesis of your article. Yeah, so my argument is simple. It argues that from an original understanding, the 14th Amendment's use of the word person guarantees due process and equal protection rights to all members of the human species within the jurisdictional and geographical limits of the U.S. Constitution. 
so I argue that that's the case. And then we know that the preborn are members of the human species from the moment of fertilization from science. And so the 14th Amendment, therefore, protects preborn. So if we concede that minor premise that, that preborn human beings are biological members of the human species, uh-huh. then all you really have to show is that the term person in its original meaning at the time of the 14th Amendment's adoption applied to all human beings. So that's what I show in my article. And and so what's the what's the feedback been? I mean, this seems like that does seem like fairly straightforward. <laughs> um, what what I mean, what what's the pushback? What's the feedback? I assume I assume you've you've gotten you've gotten some. Yeah, I've been really amazed by how the article has been received, especially among uh, I think more conservative or pro-life individuals, you know, really saying that this is something that they are hearing for the first time, because I don't know if you guys know this, but Justice Scalia on the Supreme Court, his view was always that uh, if if Roe v. Wade were overturned, uh, abortion would just be returned to the states. And yet Scalia is known as as being one of the foremost proponents of originalism. And so I was always confused, you know, about why he would take that position. And then when I started researching it, it seems like, you know, perhaps I don't know, you know, how closely he ever, you know, investigated the original meaning of the fourteenth Amendment uh-huh. as regards uh preborn persons. Uh but, you know, in my research it was pretty clear that uh that that the, these laws were that the laws at the time actually were very protective of the unborn and that everyone it was widely considered that the unborn were considered persons within the meaning of the law. As, as part of that, yeah, and and you note you note also that even if um I think I think this is in the maybe the full white paper that um that I, I saw, but um even if um unborn persons weren't explicitly um thought of um if if science demonstrates at a later point that they are a member of the human space species. Um, in the same way that, you know, freedom of speech protects, you know, television and, you know, the Internet, for example, downstream, downstream, we yeah. would say, well, those are those are new forms. You know, those are forms of communication. The First Amendment protects those things. Therefore, 14th Amendment protects human life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, even under an originalist interpretation, you know, some people have have made the argument that, you know, freedom of speech might not include, say, Internet communication or uh, the Second Amendment doesn't right. apply to yeah. guns that weren't muskets at the time. But, but those <laughs> right. arguments are really, you know, those arguments yeah. are dismissed as, as being ridiculous. And so in the same way, you know, person, as long as it was understood to include all human beings, all members of the human species, uh, it doesn't really matter what the what they knew at that time about the scientific science of human development. Now, it turns out that they actually knew quite a bit about the science of human development because in the 1830s, uh, even, they knew that uh, life began at fertilization, and that's when the laws started to change huh. uh, to, to prohibit abortion as soon as life could be detected. Uh, but, but even if that hadn't been the case, I think my argument still stands. Well, yeah, and, and, and also, too, Josh, it seems that the irony of this is that if a woman who is killed, if a woman is killed while she's pregnant, uh, the the murderer gets judged for two deaths, right? So they, in some sense, this is being applied already. Double double homicide. Yeah, yeah. double homicide. Yeah. Yeah, you think of somebody like Scott Peterson in California after he uh, after he was convicted of murdering his wife and his unborn child, he was convicted on two counts. So yeah, there there definitely is some sort of cognitive dissonance in the fact that many states have these fetal homicide laws on the books. And yet, treat the unborn as non-persons when it comes to abortion. 
fetal homicide laws in California. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? A, there's something <laughs> odd about that. Now talk, talk about dissidents. Yeah, yeah. Um uh you know, one of the uh in in the Roe v. Wade case, you talk about um how Texas was arguing the state of Texas, remember, the state of Texas was arguing this. <laughs> That that the Gabe, fetus was Gabe's a person. From, Gabe's from Texas. I'm, I'm originally from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> right, sorry. Can I get an amen? Um, that the fetus <laughs> is is a person. So the state of Texas was actually arguing the fetus was a person within the language, and of course the su- Supreme Court rejected that conclusion. Um, yeah, yeah. The Supreme Court, in fact, they went so far as to say that if personhood could be established, then the case for abortion would collapse. Uh, and so that's, those are the words of Justice Blackman in the Roe v. Wade decision. But, and, and in my article, I go through his analysis of why he thought that the Constitution only used the word person to apply postnatally. And I kind of show why he's, he's relying on logical fallacies to reach that conclusion. So I, I tease that out in the full article, but, um, but really the bottom line is if personhood can be established, the case for abortion collapses. And so then that's what I'm trying to, to, uh, to prove in, in this article. So can, let's, let, I'm interested in kind of, I don't know, uh, tackling this question that you brought up with Scalia, with the, the question of states, whether, um, is, and is your, and in your view, is there a, um, is there a moral or, um, um, legal case? Um, that that you're arguing in terms of we need to argue this on the basis of the 14th amendment or is it um is it a stri- or just is, is it more of a practical utilitarian strategic case that you're trying to make so i think my case is just a matter of constitutional interpretation trying to show that the constitution does affirmatively protect the unborn and so you know, of course, there's really only two justices on the Supreme Court right now who are receptive to this sort of originalist argument, and those are uh, Justices Thomas and, and Gorsuch. So, so given the fact that only two Supreme Court justices are identifiably originalist in their interpretive method, the question I think that you're kind of getting at is what's what's the path forward here? Is it really only through the Constitution and the 14th Amendment? And I guess my answer to that would be that I think that states obviously retain a primary duty to protect the inalienable rights of human beings within their jurisdictions. And the foremost natural right of a human being is the right to life. So I would say, yes, states absolutely have a responsibility to exercise their powers, uh, their police, state police powers is what you call them, uh, to prohibit abortion. Uh, but I think that all branches of the federal government also have, uh, you know, an, an ability to uh, speak into this issue and assert protections for the unborn. So, so, Josh, would you would you recommend that a governor he hears this right now and he's like, oh, if that's right in the constant, if that right, if that right is in the Constitution, I'm just going to start obeying it right now and make abortion illegal in my state. Um, and he shows up and, and 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 starts doing that. What advice would you give him? Would you tell him, oh, yeah, absolutely, please go do that, or would you say, you know, why don't we wait until we can get this pushed through the Supreme Court first? Yeah, I think I think people have been waiting on the Supreme Court for and, and hanging hopes on the Supreme Court for a very long time, and I'm not sure that that's uh, the best thing. I, I would I would encourage that, Governor. I think that um, you know there's a long tradition both in this country and in the history of the West of, of something called the principle of the less, lesser magistrate, and where these lesser magistrates will actually step up and and interpose to uphold the rule of law against uh, you know unjust 
you know, acts of the judiciary or the executive that go against individuals' natural rights. So I think that there is. You're, you're starting. To, you're starting to sound like that. a. You're hey, starting hey, to sound like a Presbyterian. Josh, there. you passed the test. You, 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 you didn't know this, but we were testing you, Josh. You just you just passed the test with flying colors. That's good. Very 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 good. So uh, <laughs> now we know that you're a true pro life guy. <laughs> so wait, you 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 mentioned that um, Chief Justice. You didn't you didn't mention. But um, that Chief Justice Roberts is is not an originalist in that sense. I I think that based on his jurisprudence, I think Justice Roberts and Justice Alito are far more. Uh, uh, they give a lot more deference to precedent, and so even if the original meaning of the Constitution was one thing, if there's been many years of precedent going the other way, I think they're more likely to side with the precedent than say yeah. justice Thomas or justice, uh, Gorsuch. Hmm. Interesting. I I've been, I've been watching a little bit. I, 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 re, I, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I follow several writers on slate, you know, slate is kind of this far lefty, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but there's this one guy on there who does updates every once in a while on how horrible Trump is for LGBT rights. Yeah. And he particularly on his judicial nominations. And I re- and I read his articles because I think when whatever he thinks is horrible yeah. is probably great. <laughs> it's encouraging to you. <laughs> and, and this guy thinks that Trump's judicial nominations are just horrible and getting worse. Yeah, right. And um, in fact, yesterday uh, Jeb Bush uh, tweeted out an article about several new nom- um, um, positions that Trump just chose. Jeb Bush is on Slate. No, oh, this, this is a different, different topic. This is Twitter. <laughs> but a couple guys from Texas. Amen. Um, that uh, Trump just nominated for positions. Did you did you see this, Josh? Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. I think it was, uh, I, I saw ju- uh, Justice Don Willett of the Texas Supreme Court was one of the nominees for the, for the Fifth Circuit from Texas. And he's a, he's a great guy. I got to meet him uh, this past spring, and he actually has a great story about being adopted and, and, a, and a compelling testimony on that. Wow. But, so yeah, I think he'll be a great, he'll be a great appointee. Wow. So are these, are these appointees for like higher court appointees kind of thing? Um, I don't know. They like fill me in. They're, I, they're like circuit court judges or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're on the, they're on the U S circuit court. So, so how level down from the Supreme court, how strategic are circuit judges in all this discussion? Very strategic. Yeah, they're very strategic. Um, you know, I think that they have a lot of, of say on how the precedent goes and, and which cases end up at the Supreme Court. And so, you know, these judicial appointments are very important. Huh. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to bring this back. I'm going to bring this back again. Uh, that, was, that was just a little bit of... A, a, a little, little civics lesson. A little civics yeah. lesson, little, you know, take a deep breath. All right. I learned something. So, so back to Chocolate's uh, question for you, Josh. Um, so one of the, this is one of the things that we've been pressing with some of our Idaho leaders um, we hosted a, a live um, a, a governor candidates forum um, just about a month ago. Um, these are Republican candidates for um, uh, governor in Idaho. Um, we have talked with, with there's a there's a um, state senator that we're good friends with. It's local here who's been pressing pro life legislation. We, but anyways, we we one of the things we've been pressing is this whole idea that. How about states just start outlawing abortion? And, um, and I, because th- I think there has been this sense of like just putting all the hopes on the Supreme Court, overturn Roe v. Wade and so on. And, and we're all in favor of like, let's use every, every possible way. Uh, but to the extent that we have some overwhelmingly pro-life states in the union, why not? 
just say no for Idaho. Um, um, every member of the human race has the right to be protected. Their life has the right to be protected because God said so, uh, because the Constitution says so, um, and just pass the law. And, and then, of course, then the question becomes, now, what happens when the feds start sniffing around? They, they come and they say, uh, 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 no, Roe versus Wade, you can't do that. Um, and, and what I've been suggesting, what we've been suggesting to these lawmakers is, is how about you just sit there and smile and not show up to court? You know, just, just, just <laughs> smile and just say, no, it's, you know, unborn life is, there's persons, they're, they're people. And no, you can't do abortion in our state and we're not going to come to court. We're not going to talk to you about it. See you later. Um, wh- what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think states and state legislature state legislatures certainly should, you know, take these steps to uh, to protect the lives of the human beings in their jurisdictions, and and that's that includes the unborn. And so, absolutely, I think you're right. I think states should fulfill their obligation to protect those human beings. And you know, I think they I think they're justified both on moral grounds and on legal grounds under our constitution. So I, th- I think that's basically correct. And so kind of what what Toby's pushing a little bit is like if if the feds come and say you guys have made abortion illegal against our federal laws, we're going to take you to court. And Idaho says we aren't going to show up in court. What happens? You know, what is 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 um I mean, we, and I've been I've been playing too the whole point that like you know Washington, Colorado, they've legalized marijuana yeah, right. um, against federal right. law. We, we've got yeah. these other states that have been um, sanctuary cities. Yeah, they're they're saying we're not going to abide by immigration law. It, it seems like there's already sort of this precedent being set for states saying um, on various federal um, you know mandates or whatever laws, and ah, now we're not going to do it. I just appreciate the irony that it's the precedents being set by liberal agendas. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, so Josh, you, I think that's a great point. Yeah. But you think you think that's reasonable for a state to do? Absolutely. I think I think states not only is it reasonable, I think they really have an obligation to do that. You know, and so I would urge your legislators and governor to do just that. Um, you know, as far as not going to court, you know, I think maybe that's a prudential judgment about whether you want to try and litigate the issue or not, but. Um, but yeah, I, I think they absolutely have the, the obligation to, to start taking these steps. Josh Craddock, before you go, <clears throat> tell us where we can find your article at. And then and on second thought, um, also tell us what is it you want people to do with this article? Yeah, well, you can find the article at harvard-jlpp.com. Uh, so you can find it there. Uh, my name is Craddock, C R A. D D O C K. So if you Google that and JLPP, you'll find it. Uh, I also have a shorter version of the article, kind of a reader's digest summary oh. on a website called the public discourse. Nice. So if you can't wade through uh, 30 or 40 pages of the legal footnoted research, uh, you can get the reader's digest version there. I needed that one. Uh, and then, <laughs> That's and helpful. Then, <laughs> and then I think as far as what I want uh, to see from this article, I really would love to see uh, state, state, legislators and officials using this and relying this on this research. I would like to see uh, litigators in court who are challenging 
uh, Roe v. Wade and other abortion uh, funding and that sort of thing to rely on this information to start putting it into their briefs, into their cases, mm. and uh, just try and get this information further out there because I think right now, uh, you know, the, the furthest people have gone has been to say, well, abortion is not a right under the Constitution. I think we need to go further and actually uh, affirm that based on the history, based on the the, the, the information that, that, that's out there, abortion is actually uh, wrong and unconstitutional under our Constitution. Wow. So we need to send this to our state legislators. We need to send yeah, this, this to our, be great to send our, Dan Foreman our governor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just hope absolutely. Harvard lets Josh graduate. Yeah. Well, and we got to get Josh to guest write on Cross Politics. <laughs> oh, yes. Get, so, yeah. Maybe, hey. maybe we can get Josh to write us an article for our, our blog. That'd be great. Oh, That'd be man. Great. Hey, Josh, thank you for joining us, brother. We appreciate having you on. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. More right. Cross Politics when we come back. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. Whoa, hey. Yeehaw! Give me that bottle. <laughs> Welcome back, Cross Baltic. This segment is brought to you by Josh Craddock. Didn't he pass the test? Josh Craddock, man. Give it up. You know, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> as he was giving us those answers, I was thinking, I hope that he didn't just like ruin his career <laughs> i know i hope he can graduate harvard still yeah, right <laughs> yeah. I, I mean yeah. i'm i'm glad for him i'm so yeah. glad for him well he yeah. didn't lose he's got a job lined up already so yeah he, right he's, he's good yeah. just uh you know don't share this episode with <laughs> that clerk or with, yeah. that, with that with that circuit Wait judge till josh graduates <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then share the episode uh, that, was, that was solid no, I was, i'm really grateful for his work and i think what's what's refreshing is we got like young men like this at harvard right who think like that yes yeah, that's, yeah, that's that is refreshing that's refreshing that is you refreshing. Know? And it's I, helpful. I, I agree. Might be some hope for that place still. No. Or judgment. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, I, you know, I do think there's a, there is a generational thing going on. Mm-hmm. I, I do. And I, and I think, I think we saw this some with, um, you know, some of the, uh, some of the reactions we got from our governor's show. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think this is what's going on with the Trump phenomenon as well. But I think people, I think, I think there's a younger generation that's, that's, tired of the canned answers yes stop mm-hmm. reading off your website yeah you know uh we, we had somebody come we got somebody coming to our door this week who's running for city council uh. and um the uh we've had actually 
multiple people come to our door. So this isn't define. This is not identifying anybody unnecessarily. <laughs> um, but I hand the card to my son, my 13 year old son, and he reads it and says, dad, this doesn't mean anything. That was Ooh. his take. Doesn't mean anything. Oh, that's bad. It is like, this is not saying anything. And I said, I know. And I said, unfortunately, that's what most politicians do. Yeah. They don't say anything. So yeah. that you can read into right. it exactly what right. you want. Right. Mm-hmm. American values and, and I love yes. everybody. Yes. Gay marriage. And I'm pro-life. And, and, and that's not on the card. Uh, no, no. That's not on the like, card. But here's the thing. It, what it does is when you say nothing, when you are bland, it just engenders blandness. And yeah. nobody gets excited. Yeah. Right? Nobody gets excited. Why is there such low vote turnout? Low voter turnout. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's like, uh I got to vote from like, you know, to decide between the guy who sucks and the guy who really sucks. Oh, yeah. Right. Like that's, that's yeah. my, that's my options. And, and, and but if somebody, or the, or the guy who's safe, right, no, it's right. not even just yeah. suck or suck. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, whatever. you're just yeah. safe. And right. I'm, I'm, there's no such thing. But if somebody stands up and says, <laughs> um, there are babies being murdered and I'm going to do everything in my power to save their lives. Yeah. I get excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell my friends. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get out the vote. Yeah. This is right. Interesting. Yeah. Somebody says, I'm, I'm, we need to, we need to take back, um, you know, the authority of states, yeah. um, and, to, you know, from the, mm-hmm. from the overreaching federal government. And here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And we got a couple of politicians coming up in this next month. Oh, that's yeah, right. Dan that's Fisher. Dan right? Fisher, who's running for governor in Oklahoma. He's coming on the show. Okay. And, I can't and he's wait. doing this. He's doing this on abortion. Um, Carl. Carl's coming on our boy Carl. He's coming on the yeah, show. That's right. He's okay. Right. Um, so we got a couple examples, I think, of this coming up. Which yeah, is, Dan Fisher. Yeah. What's interesting about him is that while we were doing the Governor Show live, he commented and mm-hmm. said something to the fact that this question, these questions, aren't that hard to answer. Yeah. yeah. Here's a, right. here's an easy answer, and he laid out just a really great answer yeah. of what he would do, and I was just like. Who is this guy? Who is he? Oklahoma? I, I, I never seen See, him before. As, as a Texan, I don't recognize Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. So it was really, it was a hard for me. This, he'd be a better governor for you in Texas I than know. you have right now. Amen. Uh-oh. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You better recognize. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize Dan. I do. I do. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm excited to have yeah. him on the show because there's a yeah. lot of things because I actually don't, I, I want to talk to him about the abortion issue, but I think that people who can see this issue so clearly then can look at a checkbook and say, oh, well, these are expenses that we shouldn't even have. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> so all of a sudden, can, as a governor, I, you can process. If you don't uh, understand like, yeah. that this is a life and you shouldn't be killing it, I can't expect yeah. you to add. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Just, I don't That's expect right. you to be able to yeah, add we, we, need, well. we need to ask him about, yeah. you know, like education stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Well, yeah, you're going yeah. to yeah. give parents the right to decide what, where they're going to send their kids? Yeah. Right. I, I and, and do you believe in the free market for education? What they're going to pay yeah. for? Right. There yeah. is a right. consistency with being pro-life yeah. in the way that he's right. pro-life, and I yeah. want to see if he's going to be consistent with that type of thinking. But here's, I wanted to go back to, so you had this flyer from a politician come by your church and hand it to your church. Your son reads it. No, it's at my house. Is that your house? Is that your house? And your son reads it, and he says, "This says nothing." Right. Um, this is bland and everything. Right. On well, a lot of, um, uh, I'm gonna tie this into our NFL discussion, um, because that's where we're gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna let David get away with this. Uh oh. Um, a lot of this is the um, what's what's kind of one of the things that's going on in our culture is a battle over definitions, right? Um, I mean, the whole flag thing is a battle over definitions. Some people are protesting in the name of racism, um, cop, uh, cop killing. Um, I mean. I, I'm 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 kind of at a loss what the uh, NFL protest is about now. Oh yeah, it's it's over. Right? Oh, it's there isn't. Like there, who what are they protesting about now? Trump. 
Trump is yeah. it Trump now? Yeah. Look, See? Th- this is why the whole protest needs to stop. Because whatever the mission and whatever the purpose of it was, it never furthered the original intent. No. It never got further like, anymore. Kaepernick starts it's it. Ruined. Uh-huh. It's over. Yeah. The Trump right. just just Trump, s- Trump, shut it down. Trump won. He won, and but, you lost because your biggest punch was getting a knee at the, when the flag mm-hmm. was flying across the national anthem. That was your big yeah. punch. That yeah, was your big. I know, hey, I, I got you. Yep. Pay attention, and it's gone. Now, what are you going to do now, four games from th- now? This is why, you know. I'm, I'm, because what you should do is not show up and play the game. That's probably the best protest. I mean. The, <laughs> and not get paid your million bucks. <laughs> no, I, I mean, your, your best protest. You got to up the ante. You, you can't stop right there. I can't believe you that you really care about issues when it comes to black people yep, if you right. are a liberal yep. and you vote to take away yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the worst thing i was a friend of mine posted on facebook and they asked him why come you don't talk about more black social issues mm-hmm. uh you you only talk about um uh general things and you don't talk he's like until we start dealing with abortion mm-hmm. fatherlessness uh fatherlessness uh and there was one other i can't remember what his third one was um uh, i think just social um welfare or w- welfare like or something like okay, that yeah, no, yeah okay, i think it was okay. welfare and i said you know what that's that's great that you those three things i agree with you but ultimately, black liberal policies have been the worst thing for the black family. Mm-hmm. Slavery couldn't do to the black family yeah. what we were able to do in the 50s to the black family through liberal policies. Right, right. All of those issues are fruit of that type yeah. of thinking. We, we need to unpack that. You know, we and, need to unpack and, yeah, that. Because, I, I mean, you're absolutely right. But So I don't believe you <clears throat> when you take a knee because you're, you're saying police brutality. And look, I'm the first to tell you, my mom was arrested trying to protect me from a police officer who who unright uh illegally wanted to arrest me and take me to jail over some silly stuff yeah i've been in those situations you don't have to have that conversation with me i lived that out but taking a knee is just showboating that's just showboating well even if you're ignorant about what you're doing and you're not trying to showboat you sure okay it's not actually doing anything. but that doesn't do anything right you know and that's why i don't like marches yeah Yeah. okay but the additional element here is like no one really cares about what the elite protests are trying to do right all these millionaires protesting yeah well that's uh, that's okay i don't mind having a millionaire speak for me if a million millionaire needs to speak for me i'm fine with that too but i'm trying to say they're speaking they're trying to speak in some sort of name of some sort of ambiguous oppression all this stuff yeah and they're sitting there, right? Well, it's, they, it's, haven't, they haven't been a bit ambiguous. They've been pretty clear about why they're protesting. You know, sort now, of. Now they don't have of. any answers. Kaepernick, Kaepernick was more clear than they are now. Well, that's because right? those guys aren't protesting. Now, now, they're, against, protesting. now they're against. Kind they're of protesting Trump. Trump. Right, right. Trump <laughs> not not allowing Ste- and, and, tell, and, rescinding and, Stephen Curry's and, visit to the White House. Whenever, <laughs> whenever you got Jerry Jones sitting down with you protesting, I guarantee you he ain't protesting black issues. Nope, <laughs> nope. Yeah, he, right. He's keeping the unity of the dollar. So let's not talk yeah. about yeah. that anymore. Yeah. But yeah. you are not helping the cause. When you are still in favor of liberal policies and Hillary Clinton and all that the left brings to the table, right. don't tell me you care about black lives at that point. I don't believe you. Right. So th- taking the whole okay. new thing is completely okay. That, that, that's that's but it's it's all going to be stop it. Yeah, but the, okay. and the thing is, is that it's all going to be surface level. The problem is, it's right. all surface level. Yeah, because we can't talk about the heart. Yeah, exactly. So you're, I mean, all you're doing is rearranging the pieces. You know, on, Even, yeah. on, you're, just, you're just you're just doing wardrobe exchanges. You're just you, all you're doing is just changing, you know, the, the, the form. And even on the surface, you're not helping. You're not even on the surface. You're hurting. No. Right? Yeah. Well, it yeah. is hurting because yeah. it's not you're not actually dealing with the heart issues. Yeah. And I think. OK, so I, I agree. Like, OK, liberal policy. Yes. All this stuff. But I'll, I'll, it seems like what has happened is that the conservative Christians have at, at some form or another either abrogated 
or are, are losing the battle, right? So, what do you um, mean? What do you mean losing the battle? Meaning that um, I think they're getting co-opted by the co-opted. So Americanism. So they've lost faith in the scriptures being the answer to all this, right? Right. And, well, ain't nobody uh, talking so, about Jesus. No one's talking about Jesus. But but let me let me. Um, this is this is kind of just working through it right here. Live. I, get, I need it on a t-shirt. Ain't nobody um, talking about Jesus. Ain't nobody talking about Jesus. Ain't nobody talking about Jesus. Ain't nobody talking about Jesus. And uh, so this is kind of working through this right now. So this is probably not t- fully thought out, but like the Confederate flag was all about definitions. Okay. Um, uh, some people believe the Confederate flag represents, you know, oppression, slavery. Other people believe that the Confederate flag represents states' rights and freedom um, and was the last kind of bastion of some sort of attempt at freedom, states' rights here in the U.S. And there's, and there's actually blacks and whites on both sides of those issues. Um, I'm from the South. Um, I, there was... Um, blacks and whites on both sides of those definitions. And so we sit there and we are, and, and then what happens is we fight over definitions without being anchored in God's word. And then finally we get those Confederate monuments moved, the Confederate flag down, all this stuff. And now we're um, uh, dealing with another flag definition problem. Um, you know, what, what does this flag represent now? And, and the con- conservatives at every point have kind of given way and let the liberals define what those what those things should be or how the things should be defined. Well, but I think but I think actually but what Trump just did this last week is push back against all that. Yeah, absolutely. So so, uh, so they yeah, so they're tearing yeah, everything very down. Much, very much. They're tearing everything down and if you're if you're thinking about this, like why not tear down the American flag? Yeah. Why not tear down Lincoln's statue? Yep. Why not tear down all of them. Francis Scott Key didn't he own right, slaves? Right, so like, there's yeah. the, the logic doesn't work. Yeah, yeah that's Ben and, Zorn's argument and, like and, and and so then so then so then um, Trump pushes back and says what everybody's thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, at least you know a lot of the red-blooded Americans mm-hmm. are thinking and feeling like just stop it. You know, right. stop throwing your temper tantrums, and and so he's pushing back against that. Right. But the problem I see is that I think it would it's easy to get sucked into just and all we're doing is um it, it's um we're just playing um tug of war with tug some of sort war of surface definition exactly yeah, right and it's right. not rooted in god's word right. it's not rooted in in real truth so this is i think this is connected i probably can't do a very good job of of, of voicing the connection here but um uh, the, the the tug of war happened with the scriptures first right um you know uh, what is the definition of husband and wife you know what does submission look like like all these definitional sure um, oh, uh, yeah. staging grounds really battlegrounds yes for the church and 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 we can't sort through that because we aren't leaning on the Bible, we aren't leaning into the Word on this, and our our feelings and emotions start coming into play with those definitions. Right now, now there's a uh, and it, what it creates though is just tribalism. Right. Well, so mm, tribalism mm, is what happens. That's right. When you don't have an integrating principle, meaning that that's, different different tribes end up formulating their right, own I, right, words right. and nomenclature and right. And, yeah, and, yeah, and so uh, this is this has been this is what relativism means. Mm-hmm. Rel- relativism means that there is that everybody has to create their own truth yeah and you create your own well it's it's really boring to create your own tr- truth by yourself yeah so what do you do well you start clubs or <laughs> tribes yeah, yeah right. and so then you gr- create a group and with where truth is what it is for you all yeah yeah you have this these communities of a nice me- support network yeah this, this yeah. The communities uh-huh. of meaning and and it's not long before that becomes ethnic. Which, which, by the way, which, which is exactly mm. what everybody is doing. Mm. Right? That's exactly but, what everybody but, but is But everybody doing. is picking a tribe. Yep. Find your meaning. Find your identity in your tribal yep. connection. This is, 
Yeah, this okay. is helpful. So um, let's press this into the discussion that we're having off off camera. Yeah, yeah that's where I was about to move to. Yeah. So okay. right now, the the underhand the back the conversation is happening in the back rooms. Is now you have people saying, "Okay, guys, the whole purpose of this thing was this point to an injustice that is happening to a group of people, and everyone is so outraged by the protest that they're missing what's going on." That he's trying to point to, that Kaepernick is originally trying to point to, saying there's a group of people that are being taken advantage of, and no one seems to be taking an, a care to look yeah. or to notice or mm-hmm. to see. Right. So I'm going to go into the largest stage that I have to try and bring awareness. Right. Right. And never and, mind, Kaepernick was wearing Fidel Castro shirts while yeah, this is going sure. down. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, look, Kaepernick right. is not the best person to be no. doing this. Okay. But he did it. Yeah. And and there's actually I think he has a point to what he's trying to do. I don't think that's the way to do it. But there's something there. I think when I see sure. if we were looking sure. at this, if we were looking at this in any other situation, we walked into a state and we are missionaries and we see something like this happening. We give ear to see what we, we, we look at all the details and try and say, OK, what's really going on here? And how does the gospel apply to the situation? That's what's not happening. Right. And so I see a lot of black Christians saying, guys, look, you're missing what's going on. There's something happening back here that we're trying to point to and say this is an issue. And then I see the other side, which mostly my white Christians brother said, you guys are just being disrespectful and you're whining. Look how far we've come. There's nothing here to be paying attention to. You guys are the problem. And then all of a sudden I see the stats coming out. There's not no more black people being killed than any other group of people, you know, and, and all these stats start coming out. And then no one's paying attention to like, we're trying to tell you it's bigger than even that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if we were going into any other situation as Christians to be missionaries, we would pay attention to those things. Yeah. We would say, oh, okay, tell me about it. Show me. Oh, wow. This is, let's see how the gospel can apply to this. Right? Like, that's, that's how we would be thinking as Christians. But as Christians, mm-hmm. we're not thinking about that situation like that. Right. And, <laughs> we're, we're, tribe, we're, we're picking our tribe and say, this is where our tribe stands on the issue. Let me be that. Right. right? And, we, and we're doing this even in the church is what you're saying. That, the, so, that's the only place I really care about. Right, right. And, and so, <laughs> right, right. And, if, and if, if we can't get this right in the church, then why— why are we, you know, the, the, what just, happens outside of here? I, we're just know, playing. Like Paul said, that's, that, we are the cult of the culture and we're losing that very quickly because we're acting like them instead of them acting like us. Right. 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 So, so you, you, you mentioned earlier off air, uh, yeah. several examples that you were, you were, you're thinking about this week about ethnic yes. ethnicity. So, yeah. One of the things that I think is the problem is that eth- ethnic culture ethnicity is not being found in christ no one is leaving their ethnic background like abraham did like ruth did like Mm. uh, (laughs) you know rahab rahab did no one is leaving that and clinging to christ to the people of god Mm. right and then i see on the other side you have people who are inside of this group who will be considered the people of god and they're um not aware of the fact that they're making something their ethnic preferences instead of making it about Christ. Yeah. And so both sides are doing the exact same thing, right? They're preferring their ethnic preferences either by ignorance or by knowledge or or pride or or pride. Right. Right. I think a lot of times though, and this is going to hurt, but I think a lot of times because of the lack of culture in white communities, lack of black culture or, or other nationalities in white communities, there's a blissful ignorance that's there. And and it's it's not they don't acknowledge it or they don't see it until something rubs up against it for it to be seen and it takes a little bit, mm. you know. And, and, so, I, and I was and I, and I think 
the, the thing is, like you said, I think a lot of it is ignorance. And again, you think of, you know, someone who really is a Christian, really yeah. does, you know, finds their identity in Christ and, you know, is, doesn't, is fighting pride, you know, wants to be humble, wants, yeah. to, lo- wants to love the brothers. A real Christian. Real, real Christian, real Christian. Holy Spirit's in there. And, and yet there's, there's so much of who that person is that he, you know, you don't even see, you don't even know. It's just, it's just what your dad, and your mom gave you, you know, you don't know any different, right? You don't know any different. Or you and do, or you're like Peter. But it's not, <laughs> but it's, what do you mean? Well, Peter was, he was with refusing to hang out with other brothers. Because, okay. Okay. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's very a real thing. But, it's but, not, but that's, that's what I'm saying though. Is, so like so much of it though is you can't see. You, yeah, that's right. Until you bump into somebody. We need that. Right. And so, so you bump into somebody and they say, ow, that hurt. Or you stepped on my toes. Yeah. And you, you say, what? I, I, don't, I, I was just walking. I was just walking. Right. And he's, no, no, you stepped on my toes and here's how. And it's, so I, I think what you're talking about, well, first of all, we need to preach that. We need to preach that, you know, Abraham left, Rahab left. Yeah. Um, Ruth left, and everyone must leave. And God is we good. have to. Everyone yeah. has to leave right. Adam. Ad, yep. Right? Adam. Everybody's yeah. in Adam, and we got to leave Adam. That's, That's the right. gospel. That's right. Mm, and yeah. so, and, and, the, and we have to put to death the flesh. That's right. And put on the spirit, right? So we, we, have, to, we have to kill that. And every one of us has, we, we all have stuff to kill. It's all got to die. And in fact, the gospel, Colossians 3 says, you already have died. That's right. You already have died, and your life is hidden in God with Christ. Yeah. Right? Um, therefore, you know, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Therefore, put to death the deeds of the body. Yeah. Um, but every, you know, so this is, but this is why Paul can say there is neither Jew nor Greek, mm-hmm. neither mm-hmm. slave nor free, mm-hmm. male nor female. Right. So every, all of that is, is, it all has to die in Christ, and then, and then it, it's raised. That's right. In Christ. That's right. In Christ. And, um, and that isn't, and you know, it's easy to say that. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to do. That's work. All right. It's hard to work. That's what the spirit is for. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, you, you think now you start seeing why you need the Holy Spirit, right? Right. Because right. <laughs> you can't do it. Because you're going to have to work through these right. issues right. where, right. where somebody says you stepped on my toes. And, and the thing is, is just because someone step, says that you stepped on your toes doesn't mean you actually did. Right? Right. Exactly. So you're going to actually work yeah. out it. You'll work it out and be like, That's exactly oh, no, right. I, I actually didn't. And here's why. Or, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Please forgive me. Or your sh- your foot shouldn't even be there. Right, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, your foot shouldn't even be there. Right. So if it got stepped on, it's probably I did. But let me show you. But you know, hey, he, hey, be, don't be so mean to so the victim. I know we got to. I know we got to run. But I, I really, I really want to say this real quick: is that um, we can't act like we haven't seen that there's blindness inside of our circles. Like we can be blind. Yeah. We can right. miss something. Mm-hmm. You know, and we need to treat every situation like it's evangelistic situation, like we're missionaries to a group of people who don't have Jesus. Right. Or if they do, they don't see him rightly. They need some teaching like Priscilla and Akula did Apollos, right? right so right. and if there is an issue, pay attention to it. <laughs> Speak to it. Right. And don't choose your tribe at the end right. of the day, yeah, you know. No. Right. Choose like Jesus. Well yeah. and, and and you're playing the music. Uh, I, 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 and stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the and and the thing is is too is i think we need to we need to recognize too that depending on where you are there's going to be different applications of this oh you know too, yes. because because there is this weird like um 
I, like I think I think the PCA is doing this. I'm gonna just I'm gonna call them. Mm. Call them. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be a long show. So right. let's do it. Let's yeah. just go for it. Let's yeah. just go the, for the, it. The PCA is doing this, and they're like they they're doing me too, me too, me too, me too. Oh man, right? yeah. And the, uh-huh. but like, look, I know there are some PCA churches that are in inner cities that are in very diverse neighborhoods, and they're doing good gospel work. I know yeah. it. So yeah. I'm saying that, and I'm and I'm believe and I believe it. Right. Okay, so this is not a slam on everybody in the PCA, but. I see this like every couple of years, like let's repent of it all again. Quick. Let's pick some, we need a leader who's from a different race. Um, and like, I who, hate that. When who, that we, we, we need a black elder in our church. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, like, yeah, we're trying to get a black elder. Yeah. Like guys, like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Um, that's like, I mean, if, if you got a godly man, I don't care where he's from. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pick, right. you know, get a godly man. But the Bible doesn't say you pick people because of their race. This is where white 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 um, guilt comes into play, and it ruins the whole thing. That's right. This is this is why. That's what I wanted to come back around and, yeah. and hit. This yeah. is why black people really, at the end of the day, we don't want white guilt to be, be the one, be the thing that's getting us into position. Yeah. Because what happens is, is that they feel guilty about how they might have acted in the past. And instead of actually having a true form of repentance for it, right, they're like, look right. what we've done to rectify the situation. Right. And underneath that, right. there really isn't anything being done. So what? So this, this, this is, I'll, I'll bring it in for a landing here. This is the point that I want to make. And you're exactly right. Treat every situation like it's a gospel situation. Because it is. Because it, mm-hmm. it is. And it doesn't, it, you know, it, in, a sense, in a sense, it doesn't, doesn't matter what ethnic things are going on in the background. Yeah. Now, it is going to matter practically. Yeah. You, you are, it's real. Um, and, and there is going to be history, there's going to be past and so on, but wherever you are, you, you bring the gospel to bear. Wherever you are, you say, uh, we, we take it to the cross. If it's sin, it dies. Um, and, and, and everything that dies in Christ lives again. Um, that's, that's our hope. And, and that means though, that if, you know, if, if you live in a, in a very, you know, um, in a, in a, in a very homogeneous area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love with the love of Christ. Yeah, that's right. Love with the love of Christ. And if you're in a very diverse neighborhood, love with the love of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and ask for the Holy Spirit. Um, but you got to love. You got to you got to dig in, and it's gonna be hard. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. But if we don't do this, the world is gonna keep spinning out of control. I think we need We're, five more minutes on this. Keep going. Keep uh, going. Okay. You're, you're, fine. Fine. Don't feel rushed on this because I think All there's right. a lot of things that need to be fleshed we, out. With we, that. we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. That's and right. if we're not showing them how it's done. Um, it's it's not it's not going to be done. But that means, but this, this this applies to husbands and wives. Yeah, like we can't even stay together. <laughs> how, how if men and women can't stay? If we can't even honor our marriage vows, how, how are we going to be reconciled? Mm. It, it, we can't. We don't, we don't know what reconciliation looks like. We can't even we can't even raise our children to love the same Jesus yeah. that. That, right. that saved us. That's right. 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 We we have this. We have a problem with children growing up in the church, and they do not embrace the faith of their fathers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. How how is the world? How is the world going to know? This is why. This is why I think Kaepernick was is right and wrong at the same time. Yeah. Because he's right in the sense that in one of the areas that it hurt the most in this is the minority black culture. Is this is they're getting guys is just tearing it apart. And every what's amazing about this is no white person disagrees with that. <laughs> Right. right. They're right. not they don't disagree at all. Because what they say is what you're not doing, Kaepernick, is you're not saying, hey, let's protest the black shootings, because if Kaepernick would have said, I'm going to take a knee because we need to stop killing black people, white people wouldn't be so offended. The, the offense is coming because he's saying white people are the ones who are responsible for this. 
that that's what I really think is happening. If if Kaepernick look, Kaepernick was on sitting on the bench, and in in a uh, I think it was a seal or a marine came to him and said, "Listen, get off your butt and show some respect. If you want us to respect me and and have a protest, get on a knee." That's what happened. Really. <laughs> That's why he got on his knee. So it's like there isn't a problem. No one likes to protest, but he's like, okay, I don't want to disrespect you or the or the. Uh, I just want to spring awareness, right? That's ultimately what he's trying to do. He hasn't been very good and vocal about how he's represented it. I agree, but right. if you follow enough of what he's trying to do, the heart of it, that's what he's trying to do. Right. That's why he got off his butt and took a knee was okay. because of that. So um, that's something that's getting missed in the whole narrative. But the real thing that are going on that he's trying to point to, at, when someone is drowning and they smack you in the face. You don't go punch them. <laughs> right? You take notice of the situation and you come to them and you help. And then you disciple them. Mm. You disciple them and say, hey, next time you're drowning or you find yourself in the situation, here's a good way to go about doing this. Right. These right. are the, the desperate. If there's any evidence to point to how desperate the situation is, look at the fallout of it. So we're dealing with a real issue with real people in a desperate situation that are drowning and we have an answer. Mm -hmm. And instead of playing our form of politics, let's be Christians and say, okay, look, well then how, how is it that, cause we all know it. Everybody who's a pro-life person will, will point the statistics out of black people having more abortions than anybody else. That's not a statistic. That is a, a problem. There's a root to that whole thing that's going on. But the problem is, is that so many of our, our solutions really are just, um, uh, maybe this is what you mean by the response that's coming, but the re but the responses are so superficial. They're so superficial, and they're they're or or, all of, or, all of them or they're using, making the problem worse. All of them are using the victim or using the, not the victim, but people are the ones that are in hurting that are having a problem. All of them are using them as pawns. Yeah, they're using them as pawns, just like the Civil War did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're mm -hmm. the pawns in the situation, and everybody's yelling and having a war, and nobody's right. really doing right. it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and, 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 so. They're not the pawns. There's a real group of people behind this that are really hurting. Right. The reason I don't like the protest is because the protest isn't caring about them, right? right? By the by the actions of the people who are taking the protest. Right. <laughs> right? And the other side is so busy yell yelling at the protest that they're missing the people that are hurting too. Right. We've seen this before. Right. You know? And so all that to say is as Christians, there is a mission field in this. Yeah. There are real people real problems that are really hurting and we are the only ones who can speak to the issue. Let's not speak to it by destroying our, let's not speak to it in the wrong way and destroy our testimony to reach these people. Right. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. And so that, that's, that's, I'm seeing so much. I haven't um, perfectly wrapped my head around all of this, but I am seeing that happening. Right. I am seeing a group of people, you know, that was where I was that needed some help. And right. you know, <laughs> right. it's like, well, but they don't need a program. They don't. That's the last thing they, they need. Yeah, they they need. They need some Jesus. They, they need the church that that has come alongside. They them. need their brothers. Yeah, they, you need, know, and they need brothers and sisters who who teach them what the Bible is and what the gospel is and how to how to obey Christ day to day. Absolutely, well, and and there is that we need the fellowship of each other we so that we can be sanctified together so that my wrong rough ends can rub off on your wrong rough ends and because right. and true ethnic reconciliation isn't pointing to us is for us to see right. Jesus. Right. That's what that's supposed to do. The right, sanctification right. Yeah. that yeah. we have in rubbing is pointing to Christ, not pointing to, can't we all look at how we get along? Right. Right. Like that's not, that's not what it's supposed to point to. Right. Right. Cause it's, cause it's not about us. It's, it, it's not about us. No, not at all. And, and, and the, this is the way that, you know, Paul talks in second Corinthians. He says that, you know, 
the Corinthians are upset that that Paul isn't very snazzy. His ministry yeah. is not very snazzy. You know, he's always you know he's kind of always kind of needs a little bit more money. He doesn't have enough. He's shoestring <laughs> budget. Why are you broke? <laughs> and, and they're like, and then there's some other apostles that are you know so-called apostles that come through and they got really fancy business cards, you know. And Paul says, but here's the thing. He says, no, that's actually proof. He says, you know, you know what? The proof of my apostleship is you. Mm. He tells the Corinthians, you, mm. you're, you are my epistle. Mm. You are. I, he says, what? You, you want me to get a letter of commendation like some of these other apostles? I don't need that. I it's got, in your heart. I got you. Yep. Mm. Christ mm-hmm. in you yeah. is my my vindication. He says because. We've come to you. Yeah, it's we're not special. We're not we know we're not well spoken. We're not snazzy. And we bring to you a treasure in jars of clay. Mm. Earthen vessels yeah. that are broken and breaking. But as they break, what we hold inside break, breaks out. And it's the light of the gospel. Amen. Right? That and he says that's how you know it's legit. That's how you know it's real. Um is 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 that while I'm breaking while I'm imprisoned, while I'm persecuted, while this doesn't look that snazzy, that cool, um, that sexy. That marketable. That marketable. Yeah, right. um, Christ is being proclaimed and the dead are coming to life in Christ. Mm. That's proof. I think you're absolutely right, though. I think we live in a, in a day and we, we live in a selfie age. <laughs> and if you can't post a picture of it, it's probably not worth doing. We mm. think mm-hmm. that's a lie, mm-hmm. right? That's we right. want to go on a mission trip so we can take a picture of ourselves yeah. in Haiti yep. or in Jamaica or in you know Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you do that and you just gave the glory away. Mm. You just gave it away, mm. right? Ooh, Why? That Why? Is home. Why? Come on now. Why? Because the glory is it's about Christ. Yeah. He sees. Let him see. We're just being Pharisees, right? That's what Jesus said. He says, don't be like the Pharisees. They go and they do their works before men so they will be seen and they have their reward, right? And I think that's the problem is we got tons of American religion that already has its reward. Mm. No wonder it's so weak. Wow. No wonder it's so impotent because we're not doing it before the Father asking him to reward us openly. Right. Mm. Right. But we need to do it that way. We need to stop doing it before men. We need to stop doing it to be seen. So to, so it looks like we're being diverse and multicultural and all mm-hmm, this stuff. Mm-hmm. We need to do it and actually work for the real thing. See Christ in people, growing in, in maturity, growing in wisdom for the glory of Christ. I can add so much to that, but I won't. I won't That's at really all. Good, that was good, yeah. yeah. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors yourself. Until next week, go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic.